It's back for 2014, the Football Sack Podcast for Brazil. Brought to you by Banking on Football. Hi everybody, it's quarterfinals time in the World Cup and you're listening to the Football Sat Podcast with me, Jack and Pat and Christian. Hi boys. Yeah, mate. Hey, mate. Uh, Pat's hanging by a thread. He's got a sore throat. <laughs> He's actually rubbing it now. <laughs> we'll go back off. Pat has taken the two days off uh, that we used to, to rest and recuperate and Pat's just been screaming. Just I was on my deathbed, I think. Yeah. Got a bad man flu. Uh, Pat has been listening to the Flaming Skull podcast <laughs> and doing <laughs> some scream music. Yeah. He's, he's big into his scream music now. <laughs> Welcome back. We should start off by saying... Um... <laughs> Shut up, I uh, put your phones onto silent. <laughs> I think that's a new PV, Pat. One minute and five seconds. <laughs> Let's persevere. We should start by... Uh, I'm sorry, Pat's phone goes off every time we record, so one minute and five seconds in today's show. New PB, he's doing well. That's good. That's um, good. Pretty soon it'll just be like, hello and welcome to ding. <laughs> he's really tapering, you know, really peaking at the end of the tournament. He is, yeah. His yes. goal is for his phone to go off during the intro. <laughs> uh, we should thank Southern Cross University who let us record here in the studios where Pat's phone keeps going off and Banking on Football, a bank that shares your passion for football. Go to bankingonfootball.com slash win to enter competitions to win a Tim Cahill Socceroos jersey or a signed framed Lionel Messi of Barcelona shirt. Worth checking out. Guys, the news at the top of the show is Neymar is out of Go the on. World Cup. He's obviously stretched it off this morning. Who would have thought a legitimate injury? Yes, that's right. It's a <laughs> landmark moment in FIFA history. The first time the stretch has been used for real purposes. <laughs> um, he's He's gone off with a broken vertebra, which is extremely painful. He did mm. look in pain. I mean, I've been needing the back as well. It hurts. So uh, I, I knew he was hurt at first, but certainly didn't think it would I be it was tournament a, finishing. I thought it would have been another fake injury because the way that he was chucked onto the stretcher. Yeah, they, they, they didn't ease him on yeah, that stretcher. You would have thought they put a neck brace on and eased him on. They just chucked him on and ran off. Well, the news is that he actually was faking injury. It was putting him on the stretcher, which actually <laughs> broke the vertebrae. Yeah, that's right. He was just winded. Uh, they threw him on the stretcher and broke his back. So yeah, thoughts go out to Neymar. Thoughts go out to Brazil because that could be a huge blow. Obviously, they'll be missing their captain as well for the semi-final. We'll come to that in a moment. But let's start with the overnight action from the World Cup. We've got uh, Germany uh, through to the semifinals once again. They're, they're just semifinal specialists, the Germans, mm-hmm. European championships and World Cups. They just never seem to go out of a tournament before, before the final four. They're through. Mats Hummels with the goal in a, a really awful game against France uh, that I tried to watch but kept falling asleep. Uh, I told the guys uh, before the show listener that I drank half a litre of iced coffee as soon as I woke up at 2am to keep me up and I was asleep by about 5 past 2. I have to admit I did miss the game. I put my alarm on and I slept through the whole thing. Yeah, uh, mate, you missed I, it. Nothing. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> From uh, the highlights I've seen. Yeah. I, I uh, tried to get up and watch it. As I said, I was dozing in and out on the couch whilst watching it and continued to doze in and out during the, ga- the gap in between the two games when I gather they must have been showing highlights of Colombia's results so far during the tournament because <laughs> I really remember Colombia scoring lots of goals last <laughs> night. Yeah, they, they only scored one apparently. Let's talk mainly about that game because it's the one that we all watched while we were all able to sort of remember what happened. Brazil 2, Colombia 1 goes to uh, Captain Thiago Silva and David Luiz. And Jim Rod getting on the score sheet for Colombia. The end of a really good run at this tournament for Colombia. It is. It's been a great effort. And unfortunately for them, they've bowed out here. But, you know, Colombia, 
quarter finalists. Nobody was really picking big things. Hamas has obviously had a great tournament. His stock has risen. I think it's been... Uh, I mean, and this is coming from a coach who was about to retire until Colombia came sort of banging the doorstep saying we need someone to take a national team. So. I think there'll be an offer from Real Madrid for Hamas. Yeah, well, certainly he could be a target for Real Madrid. I'm thinking of putting in a transfer request for several of Colombia's women. To, yes. Yeah. They're going to be the biggest miss for me from this tournament. So, <laughs> but Let's talk about the game. Free kicks were the general theme of today's... If it was a party, the theme was just free kicks. Just give away as many free kicks as you can. There seemed to be some sort of syndicate going, how many free kicks could Brazil give away before they picked up a yellow card? The teams contrasting free kicks. There was one point where Colombia got a free kick in the centre circle and wanted to take it quickly, but a couple of the Brazil players were stopping them from taking it quickly. So like six Colombian players all ran in and started remonstrating with the ref who sort of pushed everyone out of the way. They put the ball down the ground, took the free kick quickly, went straight to a Brazil player, and then all the Colombian players were abusing the ref going, oh, we weren't ready! <laughs> they were retaken. That's what I I didn't say that. That was yeah, pretty funny. That was funny. And, uh, and then I'll to go chase him. He was still remonstrating. Yeah. He was chasing him. <laughs> which, which I thought was funny. Uh, complaining that you can't take the free kick quickly Finally take the free kick, complain that you weren't ready. <laughs> Fantastic tactic. And, of course, uh, free kick was in the limelight in that first half as well because Chile had one in Chile. a very dangerous... Uh, Chile? <laughs> Colombia had one in a very dangerous area. They're playing in red. That's why I said uh, Chile. They had one in a very dangerous area on the edge of the uh, penalty area. Uh, the referee got out the famous spray and said, here's the mark where the ball is, paced out 10 yards and said to the Brazilian wall, here's where you have to stay. And they said, no, we're just going to go and stand up next to the ball. And the ref said, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, complete disregard. Uh, this Neymar was about two yards away when he charged down the ball. <laughs> Crucially, the player who charged it down was Neymar, so who was on a yellow card from the previous match. So he would have missed the semi-final, obviously, moot point now because he's out. But that was the point where a lot of people started getting frustrated that, come on officials, it's not... You can't be one rule for Brazil and one rule for everybody else. This is because Christian, you're a referee. There are cases where there are free kicks where teams will touch the ball first, and then you're allowed to encroach and try and charge it down, but not if it's just sitting there and and hasn't been kicked yet. The one where people normally touch is the indirect free kicks, and uh, this one was obviously direct free kick. The rules are still the same until the ball is touched in play. You can't encroach. It's not like when they start their run up, (laughs) you get a free run. Yeah, that's when they that's when they started running. Now was when you started running in to kick the ball. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was very interesting to say the least. So. It's just, I mean, it's ridiculous. The referees without balls is what that is. I'd like to see how many fouls there were committed in this game. It just seemed like there was one every two seconds. Yeah, there was. And it uh, just seemed like Brazil could, each player had about 10 before they would get a yellow. I think it, Brazil <laughs> could have come out the second half with baseball bats and just started clubbing players yes. and still wouldn't have picked up a yellow card. So. Yeah, they're probably talking to for that. Yeah, yeah that, that's the, when the referee calls them over and points out all the places you've been hitting people with baseball bats and then does the it's got to stop hands uh, gesture. Yeah. I'm now doing visuals on the on the podcast. And that's, it's not just the baseball, not out. Yeah, that's the best baseball safe. <laughs> safe, yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah. As opposed to you ben, guys are safe yeah. from your cards. Yeah, as opposed to Ben Williams' you are out of here gesture when he sent off the coach. Mm. So, yeah. Ben Williams is fourth official for the Argentina-Belgium game. So he's gone much further into a World Cup than any other Australian before now. And after the way this Look was, at A-League. Yeah. When he gets back, he's going to be... Oh, how big is he? His head's going to be so big. <laughs> won't fit in the stadium. It's ridiculous. It won't fit through the Perth Glory uh, players' dressing room. Yeah. Uh, tunnel. Well, that's right. It doesn't have to be... Mate, too he's going to be on the season launch video. 
he's going to be that big. <laughs> just the highlights. <laughs> just him. Cards, cards, cards. Um, so he's our fourth official for that game. So well after Yeah, well done, Ben. And, and after the way the referee officiated this morning's match, he could be in line for the final. Mind you, Ben Williams is probably too card happy. They knew that he'd give too many cards. They needed the opposite of that, someone mm. who would let mm. Brazil get away with it. Again, all or nothing. So. so, yeah, the ref didn't really have control of the game. One thing that uh, got a lot of talk in uh, on social media and uh, afterwards on the, the analysis shows was the players swapping shirts at half-time, going off the field. What Do we have any thoughts on players swapping short, shirts at half-time? Do we think it cheapens the match? Should they be doing it? I'm going to be really honest. I really couldn't care less. To be fair, you know, people seem to get upset at little things. There's a lot bigger problems in world football than players swapping shirts at halftime, which Rolai is going to be disused. Yeah, the, the, what upsets people is they feel like they're not, you know, you're one nil down at, or at halftime, you should be getting in the change room trying to sort it out, not trying to get a souvenir. So I can sort of see where they're coming from. But yeah, personally, I don't lose any sleep over I did get a little concerned, though, when I saw the referee going up to Neymar and asking if he could swap shirts with him. <laughs> that was when I started to get a little bit suspicious. Um, but yeah, personally, I, I don't have a, a huge problem with it. I did have uh, an interesting tweet from uh, Dave Arthur that came in and suggested he knew something was up when the referee's name was Referino. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Were you giving that a, a thumbs up, thumbs down? No, no way. that's thumbs yeah, down. I'm a neutral, mate. That's, <laughs> that's thumbs down. <laughs> One uh, Tiago eventually did get a yellow card for jumping in front of the goalkeeper, uh, a spinner, I think his name is, who was trying to launch a counter-attack upfield. And Tiago, this is just a piss take by this stage. Like, if you're running over mm. and clattering into a goalkeeper while he's trying to kick it, you've gone to the point where they they couldn't get arrested in that game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the act of jumping in front of a goalkeeper to try to interfere with their kick is generally a yellow it's card offence anyway. every time. Every yeah. single time, even if you don't touch the goalkeeper. So he's literally going, how much can I get away with right now? Especially since he had a yellow card on to him, so he misses the next game. Yeah, that's right. It seems like silly play. Yeah, if, if you're send someone else to do it, he's a captain. He should know better. Yeah, absolutely. And also, we had a fantastic goal from David Luiz. We should talk about how how do you score a side foot from that far out with that much power? Incredible, absolutely incredible. I never, I didn't even know he was a free kick specialist. Yeah, well, I've seen him sort of attempt them for for Chelsea, but it just because Drogba used to have the side foot style of free kick, trying to so maybe that's sort of where he learns at playing with them at Chelsea. But that that's an unbelievable. Free it went kick. both ways, didn't it? Yeah, it, it, it went wobbled. up. And then wobbled, and then went out of the reach of the keeper. It was brilliant. Yeah. I like how Ned Zelich said it was a goalkeeper's fault. Yeah, that was harsh. It was very harsh. I don't think many goalkeepers could have stopped that. Yeah. My favourite with these kind of free kicks is the line you'll get trotted out, often by someone like a Robbie Slater or someone who just deals in cliches, which is, that ball was moving through the air. Of course it was moving. How else was it going to get from the point where he took the free kick to the goal if the ball wasn't moving? Every free kick ever in the history of the world is moving. The only free kick that wasn't moving was that one that Neymar ran out to charge down. That's because it hadn't been taken yet. Fox Sports immediately tweeted out saying that David Luiz has just been purchased by Barcelona for $90 million. Mm, Going to be an interesting discussion over the free kicks between uh, him, Messi and Suarez. Very interesting indeed. They'll probably be saying something along the lines of, what are you doing here? Didn't you just sign for Paris Saint-Germain? And he'll say, yes, I'm in the wrong stadium. I'm sorry. And then we should also say the penalty. A lot of discussion... Should it have been a red card? For the goalkeeper, Christian, you're, you've said yellow card, definite yellow card, 100%. Absolutely. So the point of contact where the goalkeeper has taken out the player, the ball is not in the path of the player, it's in the path of the Brazilian defender who would be in an adequate, the perfect position to clear it or play it out. So the fact that he, the keeper's coming out, he's chipped it over him, but it's then Luiz's then favourite to get to that ball first. That, mm. that makes it a yellow card. However... 
the same amount of contact could have warranted a red had his chip gone directly over the keeper and not into the path of Louis. So if he chipped it over the keeper but still been favoured to get that ball, it's a red card. Absolutely. So it has to be a clear goal-scoring opportunity. So when the ball is, even if it's a 50-50 contest, which it wasn't, Louis was going to win that ball, that's not clear-cut goal-scoring opportunity. Therefore, only yellow for unsportsman. If the ball go, if chips it over the keeper, so he's about to bound over the keeper and go into towards an empty net, that's a clear goal-scoring opportunity. Therefore, it's a dismissal. It would be a red. So, uh, well done, Mr. Referee. Got something right in that game. We'll take uh, a break and come back with our uh, favourite section, uh, the Social Hub. Now, boys, I love a bit of the Social Hub. It's been the highlight of the World Cup for me. So let's check out what's been happening on the interwebs over the last couple of days. So we'll start uh, with uh, USA-Germany from the other... Uh, USA-Germany. USA with a German coach against Belgium. <laughs> uh, Jürgen Klinsmann, after the game, came out and uh, gave his thoughts on uh, on the match. And, and here's what he had to say. And... I'm a big fan of Klinsmann because he has excellent communication skills. He has a way of getting his message through to his players and getting them to understand what he wants from them. And, and I've always wondered how he does. And then I realise it's snippets like this. They, they, they need that kind of sense of accountability. It makes them feel accountable. Yeah. They need that sense of accountability. Makes them feel accountable that's what accountability is yeah. <laughs> oh. that, that's why he's such a good coach yeah because yeah, yeah. he's just doing audiobook dictionaries now in his spare time <laughs> Jürgen Klinsmann so uh, he was uh, started at the really, A's really bad auto yeah. he's, he's, he started at the A's so he's only just kicked off the book so he's only up to accountability <laughs> but he's, he's going to pretty soon you can buy the uh, audio dictionary and Jürgen Klinsmann describes what words are and what they mean mm. so I look forward to using that the word itself as the definition yeah, exactly. It's good. But without a doubt, the star of uh, the World Cup so far has been SBS's social hub, SBS TV Australia. Uh, a couple of snippets from them this morning with our, our good friend uh, Hannah Hollis. Of course, remember, the only place to see what's going on in the World Cup online is within, within the SBS social hub. It's the only place in the whole internet who has information about the World Cup. According to their promotions. That's right. So um, let's see. That this morning they were talking about uh, Barack Obama's phone call to yes. Tim Howard and Clint Dempsey. So here's what uh, they so, had to say about that. Wait, wait. Where did they find it? Yeah, where did they find it? Not, not on the SBS social hub. No, on Barack Obama's official YouTube channel. <laughs> There's two places you can Whoa. get information about the World Cup. I like it how she described him as the prez. The prez, yeah. The prez. Is that because he's black? <laughs> I think so. I think we're, uh, black presidents get to be cooler presidents. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it turns out the SBS social hub, not, not the, the only, only place. place. And they've, they've admitted... It's dog. <laughs> oh, prez dog. Prez dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, P. Diddy Obama. <laughs> Um, Prez dog giving the call to Deuce dog. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yo, Deuce, it's Prez. <laughs> Thought you was all right in the game. Holy <laughs> jeez. <laughs> T. Diddy for Tim Howard. <laughs> and, yeah, T. Diddy. Um, uh, for those who are unaware, Deuce is Clint Dempsey's actual rapper name. Yeah. He's an actual rap artist. Obama B. Out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, there was this little snippet. There was a... 
A lot of uh, laughs went on for during the France game. Obviously, I was half asleep, so I didn't notice. But I picked up later. All the teams walk out with a mascot in front of them, a kid. And that was quite funny because uh, Paul Pogba, the tallest player in the French team, had the shortest mascot. And uh, Valbuena, the shortest player, had the tallest mascot. So he was pretty much the same height as the mascot. Um, and Paul Pogba, so the mascot came up to his bare knees. So here's what uh, Hannah Hollis, uh, how she described that. Yeah, so <laughs> there are, apparently the FIFA World Cup, uh, you get a poor boy or a boy girl. Um, I, I, I believe the ball boys are supplied by FIFA. The boy girls are supplied by Thailand. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so this is going to be a problem in Russia because they're not transgender friendly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I won't. Yeah, yeah. Good point. So yeah, Russia won't take kindly to the uh, boy I think, girls. I think Hannah needs boys get, who like boys. I think she needs to increase the font on a teleprompter or <laughs> Hannah Holes. She's a bit confused. Uh, well, she was starstruck. She just got the phone to her man B. Obama. Um, so uh, yeah, we should touch base with the real SBS Social Hub, the sole broadcasting service. Pat, you've got uh, a few of their tweets to read out from the match. So uh, I'm looking forward to this. Yes, from the first. Yeah, from the first quarterfinal match, uh, they've tweeted, first match, France versus Germany, combination of two in there. Blah, blah. Legend indeed correct, but difficult to express in words. What? Oh, cool. I hope you can express. Letting him as suggestion as the bagger. What? No, nice. I like the way the tweet finished. Made a lot of sense. (laughs) Made a lot of sense. Um, Yeah, excellent. So uh, that's good. Wrapping up the German game. Nice. I like the blah, blah, what? (laughs) Uh, Once again, I'd love to know what they're actually tweeting. So he was obviously listening to Robbie Slater's commentary. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there was a lot of blah, blah. Then at the end of it, you just went, what? I want to know who does their subtitles. What else you got for us on the SBS Social Hub, mate? Finals of the French and German national team players in the game. Seven ahead of cold even, though I was player colon setback. (laughs) i tell you what. I thought Neymar had a bad injury with a broken back. I think a colon setback sounds more painful. So someone's been ruled out with hemorrhoids. Is that what we, we take from this? Well, well, they had a bit of action the night before. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, was, it was the boy girl that went for the wrong hole. <laughs> the boy girl actually. The boy girl had a bit of a colon setback in the game. Um, so yeah, if, if, you, if anyone speaks Korean, if you can translate what they were trying to get across, that came across as a colon setback in the German camp. Uh, that'd be good. Do you reckon it might have been a pain in the ass or something? Yeah, someone's been a pain in the ass. <laughs> Could you stop being a Colin Setback? <laughs> From the Brazil game, uh, TV worked. Only half of what sounds impractical ideals started. Colombian officials ahead of the president to the quarterfinals command down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man down. <laughs> <laughs> is this uh, is this Barack Obama commanding? Is this what they're doing here with the uh, old Deuce? Maybe they're commanding Deuce to stand down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the TV worked only half of what sounds impractical. I think if it's only working half the time, it sounds very impractical. Oh, absolutely. So it sounds like a colon setback if your TV's only working half the time. <laughs> yeah. A massive colon setback. I think oh, I'm, I'm trying to watch the game. My TV's only working half the time. It's impractical and a massive colon setback. <laughs> I think I said it in the podcast before, but 
This is definitely Ned Zelich writing yeah. these tweets. <laughs> Ned Zelich this is his type of, type of talk. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're doing. They're transcribing what they think Ned Zelich is saying in English. Um, I think he says something about a colon setback. Um, yeah, so Ned was really driving the one-on-one defending this morning. Pat. You mentioned <laughs> yes. you were kind of half watching. I was half asleep in half-time break. And all I could hear was one-on-one defending. Yeah. Mentioned about 15 times. <laughs> yeah, difficult Ned. Wanted, wanted to get his point across. I there. think he was talking about Zaron defending at corners and trying to blame the fact that uh, it wasn't the individual player making that mistake that screwed up the whole system. It was the fact that the whole system just doesn't work, apparently. Ah, right. So I love people like that. You know, they, they are very scared of something which they don't understand. Which is, uh, it doesn't annoy me in football. It's why football in Australia, especially, has been set back for so long. Because people see these new fandangled systems, which worked perfectly for European teams. They go, nah, nah, that's wrong. Right. Look at these, just nitpick little things. Anyway, that's sorry, bugbear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fine. You're allowed to. Then this is your forum to air 